This is a podcast from BFM 89.9, the business station. Ringgit and Sense on BFM 89.9, the business station. Good morning, you're tuned in to Ringgit and Sense, the show all about personal finance, and I'm Sim Weebun. Today, we have with us Yap Ming Hui, licensed financial planner for Whitman Independent Advisors. He's just written a new book titled Financial Freedom Investing. It's a book where he shares his propriety investment methodology that, according to him, has helped thousands of clients grow retirement assets and achieve financial freedom with high certainty. Now, this is especially a timely one because recent numbers have shown that Malaysia is facing a retirement crisis. Inflation is up, our savings are down. You know, the past two years of pandemic has really impacted uh, the purse strings for a lot of us. I'm sure everyone has read the news headline that EPF has said that now you need at least a million ringgit to retire comfortably in KL in the next 20 to 30 years. This is especially concerning when EPF numbers themselves show that half their members have less than a 10,000 ringgit in their account. So without further ado, good morning, uh, Mr. Yap. Welcome to the show. Good morning, Sim. Good to have you here. So essentially, I've read the book and you know it really feels like it's a message to the Malaysian middle class, especially in achieving financial success. And even in your prologue, we, we, we start off with the definition of financial freedoms and you outline how there's so many different interpretations for different people, it means differently. How did you arrive at yours? What's the general interpretation of what financial freedom means to you? Uh, to me, financial freedom means uh, an optimum financial position whereby your wealth uh, is optimized or grown to match your optimum financial needs and wants. Uh, it may sound pretty technical, but if I can actually explain to you in more personal matters what it means. Uh, uh, because I always find financial freedom is different from one person to another person. It is something pretty personal. And therefore, it must relate to what one person wants out of his life. So what are the financial goals needed to be achieved? for him to live his desired life. So therefore, uh, the way I define financial freedom is that it means uh, different things to different people. Okay. So based on this definition, there are two main components to manage. So in order for you to achieve financial freedom, the first component, of course, involves the optimization of wealth or what we normally say, like invest your money, grow your money. The second component involves the identification and management of your financial needs and wants. Uh, you may want the sky, but it may not be realistic, so you may need to adjust your financial needs and wants. So based on this definition, the amount that you need to achieve financial freedom will vary from one person to another person because different people desire different things. Okay, Some people have got fewer needs and wants will require less money to achieve his financial freedom. Uh, some people who have got more wants and needs will require more financial resources to achieve his financial freedom. So that's why I like to think the way that I define financial freedom uh, varies and is flexible to accommodate different people's needs and wants. Okay, but I think for a lot of people, financial freedom, right, they look at it as a goal for a post-retirement kind of view. You know, a, a lot of people, at least in the middle class, which I really feel like this book is great for the middle class to read, right? The A lot of when they work on their financial planning or their financial journey, a lot of them is looked looking at enjoying or at least attaining a comfortable retirement life, you know, safe retirement horizon or safe retirement zone, right? You know, but mm. do you think in the current day and age, right, is that an attainable 
is it as easy as this? Because in this book, it's it's a compilation of decades-long articles that, and views that you've shared, right? So is it as mm. easy or as realistic as it is today as it is 10 years ago? I, I would say the situation or the environment may become more challenging. But based on what I have studied uh, on whatever clients that we have got over the years, we find that if someone uh, who is a Malaysian and is a middle class with good education uh, should have no problem to achieve financial freedom uh, in his own way. The only trouble is that many Malaysians make mistakes along the way. So that's why you end up, like I would say, that well, maybe more than 50% of Malaysian middle class fail to achieve the kind of retirement lifestyle they desire. Why do you think they fail? What are the these factors has, that has led to these failures? Uh, I, w- I would say uh, managing money uh, along the way to accumulate the retirement fund over 20, 30, 40 years period is really not an easy task. Uh, I think many people, based on my observation, make uh, some unnecessary investment lo- losses along the way. Uh, for example, uh, many people do not really set a realistic investment return target. So uh, when market is busy, it's very bullish market, people just follow the crowd, you know, join the crowd to invest into share market. Okay? And when market uh, become a bear market, then they just end up losing money. So that's why what they should be doing is instead is to have a proper holistic financial plan to find out what is the return that they will need in order for, us, for them to achieve financial freedom. So a lot of time, based on what research found, is that a high single-digit return uh, is actually quite a reasonable return to target for middle class to beat inflation and to compound the money to achieve their financial freedom. Another thing is that people just do not manage their cash flow well. Uh, when they are uh, presented with good investment opportunities, you know, they, they just like just uh, got very excited and then invest a lot of money into it without looking into their own cash flow. I still remember like many years ago when I conducted a talk uh, about cash flow management before you really invest your money. And I got a CEO of a multinational company who told me that I think in the, one of the uh, stock market crises, uh, before a few months of that, he invested most of his liquid money into the stock market and he ended up losing, losing about 30-40%. And timing is so bad that now he's supposed to bring the children, supposed to send the children to overseas study, and he's stuck with no cash. And then in that case, he got to force sell his share to, to really to raise cash to fund the children's education. So this is an example, again and again, to show that Malaysia do not really plan their cash flow before they really invest the money. And also another mistake that people always make is that uh, the fact that we are very familiar with Malaysia, Malaysia properties, Malaysia stock markets. So a lot of uh, resources, a lot of money is concentrated to Malaysia uh, landscape. Uh, unfortunately, Malaysia market capitalizations, uh, market Malaysia is just a very small market compared to the rest of the world, you know, uh, like China, like, like India, like Europe, and like US. So one thing Malaysians fail to do to really optimize their money is to capture the opportunity overseas and to capture the opportunity uh, uh, globally, okay? And uh, last but not least, I also find that Malaysians are pretty emotional when they invest the money. 
we all learn the principle of that, uh, like we should buy low and sell high, but that's not happening on the ground. No, a lot of time the market is very hot, very bullish. A lot of people no, they will just scramble to enter the market and buy the share at a high price, okay, or buy unit trust at a high price. Uh, when market is very low, like for example, now the market has taken a hit and been down, like for example, like generate 20 to 30 percent. But the interest to buy in now uh, to get the lower and discounted price is very low. Okay, so these are some of the observations I've seen uh, that Malaysian um, make in, in terms of their investment decision that caused them to derail themselves from achieving their financial freedom. Lack of education, impatience is what I'm getting here, and maybe a bit of greed is really the core factors of why people fail or flounder in their journey towards a sustainable financial uh, freedom, right? Yes. So that's why I always advocate, well, before we invest, we, we do not just follow our emotion. And I want you pointed correctly just now, see, Human naturally is greedy, you know. If we compare two investments, one investment uh, that uh, can promise you a return of 9%, another investment promise you a return of 30%. As a human being, we are naturally attracted to an investment that promises 30%. But if we have a holistic financial plan as a guide to let us know that if we can uh, consistently, on average, achieving something like 8% or 9% over the next 10, 20 years, uh, that is good enough for us to achieve our financial goals, to have a good retirement lifestyle, that somehow serve a, as a good reference uh, or to prevent us from taking unnecessary risks by investing into high return promise kind of investment. This ties in with your goal standard, right? With uh, for financial freedom investment, the SRB formula. Maybe you can expand a bit on this in relation with just what you just said. Because all these challenges faced by the middle class Malaysian, I, I figure it is, uh, it, I think it's timely for me to introduce something I have been uh, using to guide my client to invest in Vigman. So uh, I suggest that a new and a higher standard for financial freedom or retirement asset investing need to be introduced to the middle class. Uh, because by only be very selective and very careful in selecting the right investment, only the middle class group can get on track to achieve their financial freedom. So therefore, uh, I want to introduce this, what I call the gold standard for financial freedom investing uh, with the like uh, short form initial of SRB. Okay? Uh, S stand for safe, the investment that we select has to be safe. And what do we mean by being safe? It, it means that it must be a regulated product. It got to have a third-party trustee or custodian to protect the interest of the investor. It has, a, it has got to have a very clear underlying asset so that we know that whether they are investing into equities, into commodities, into bond or what. Uh, and then to be safe, it's important for you to prevent from taking leverage or margin in your investment and not forgetting also, don't aim too high risk, go for moderate risk and moderate return and make sure whatever product that you buy, you buy from regulated providers. Now, that is what I stand, uh, what it stands for, S. Now, then we have got R. R means uh, some uh, investment that we select that must always uh, in a nature that will always rises in the long term. Uh, 
something like properties, something like certain quality shares, oh, that spread over a diversified portfolio, it will always rises in long term because of the, the improvement of the quality, uh, productivity, improvement of technology and economy. And B, B stands for uh, best or breed. Okay, uh, I always believe that when you only invest in the investment that fulfill uh, criteria or best breed, uh, it will help you to always select the better performing fund, the better performing shares, and the top better performing properties. You know? So this is part of the research and selection need to be done. So if a middle class Malaysian uh, can invest only in the investment that fulfill the criteria that I mentioned just now, it will help an investor to confidently avoid risky investment and even scams. Okay? Uh, you can also expect that your money to be invested in quality and sustainable investment that will grow uh, for a long time uh, to support you when you are old and you have got no income. So a lot of investment that do not meet these criteria, uh, there, there are quite a number of problems. Because when you don't follow this, the chances are you would uh, unknowingly expose your money to unnecessary uh, that may deplete your hard-earned capital. Okay? So uh, I think that some people say that you know, nowadays we got a lot of choices come to investment and uh, there are more uh, options available. But the trouble is that based on my observation, more than 90% of the investment available in the market do not fulfill the gold standard that I meant for SRB. So that's why uh, if not careful, it's very easy uh, for you to derail yourself from the track to achieve your financial freedom. All right, we're going to take a short break for some messages. Don't go anywhere. Stay tuned. BFM 89.9. Welcome back. You're tuned in to Ringgit and Sense. I'm Simwee Boon and today's topic is taking control of your investments and financial freedom. Joining me to discuss this is Yap Ming Hui. He's a licensed financial planner with Whitman Independent Advisors. He's written a new book titled Financial Freedom Investing and we've been talking about it going through a bit of what it is, what is financial freedom, uh, what were his gold standards for uh, financial freedom and he was outlining it, you know, it covers the formula SRB. And what I gather from what you just said right before the break, right, is that maybe, maybe it's not necessarily that we are greedy in trying to reach financial freedom, but the poor experience mm. with the regulated investment products, right? Because like you said, there's a lot of products out there. It's just that a lot of them don't fulfill the criteria that you outline, right? So maybe you can mm. expand about this because in your book, you do take some shots at wealth managers and some where they really try to pepper their clients with endless investment products. So that really aligns with, uh, I think, what you just said just now. Yeah, uh, like I say just now, I mean, uh, a lot of time Malaysian, I mean, it's not that they are really greedy, you know, but it's just that the disappointment that they got from the uh, investing in regulated product is just too overwhelming for them. Then like, for example, uh, I, I believe in Malaysia, one of the dominant investment instrument is unit trust. But if you mention unit trust to young people or to some uh, financial people or just investors, savvy investors, they were like shy away from investing in your trust, you know, uh, because many of them will have like bad experience or not so good experience from investing in unit trust. Okay, for many reasons. So that's why uh, that's why many unregulated products which promise uh, like higher return, which uh, promise a faster return, seem to be attracting from them. Uh, so 
by right, based on my many years of analysis, I find that Unitrust, if you compare to SRB standard that I said just now, it is a good regulated investment product for many Malaysians to grow their wealth steadily to achieve financial freedom. However, many investors complain, com many investors complain about their poor performance. Okay. Uh, and many Unitrust agents, they know, you know how to sell the fund to the investor. But unfortunately, they do not know how to advise the client what to do, especially in the current volatile market. So the, the fact is that if there is any way for regulated product to have a better chance to attract the local investor, the Unitrust agent must upgrade themselves to offer premium Unitrust service so that the clients are properly guided to invest in best of breed funds, like I mentioned just now, and to diligently buy low, sell high, you know, whether it's a bull market or bear market. So, of course, currently, we should say that uh, most unit trust agency provide some basic unit trust training and support to their agent. Uh, however, uh, I would say that it's still not enough because if you really want to win the confidence and they keep the client satisfied, we really need to do more than that. So, and if we do not uh, shape up, uh, the unit source agent do not shape up, I'm afraid, and regulated product like unit trust will continue to be something not liked by the investor, and it will end up being a lose-lose position when the investor will look another way to grow their money. So, Outside of unit trust, right? I mean, what else are these um, products or methods that, you know, you, you think that we really need to be aware of, need to learn and be educated a bit more to help us with our journey towards, you know, retirement and financial freedom, right? Because, yeah, it, it unit trust is a popular, but you just said that there are newer products coming out, right? But, you know, we also need sure. to look at this with some cautionary tale, right? Or some cautionary eye. Hmm. Uh, I, I would say uh, ETF, uh, which some people say ETF is a cheaper version of the Unitrust, uh, is also a very effective uh, method, uh, vehicle that we can use to help us to invest and to accumulate wealth. Okay? Again, uh, this is a regulated product, uh, and then it's a regulated product also provided by some of the regulated provider in Malaysia. You can get it from whether it's a stockbroking firm or whether you can buy it from the online investment platform. So this is one area to look at. And I also believe that uh, with the uh, introduction of some robo-advisor in Malaysia, uh, those uh, algorithm and the, uh, the whole mechanism of using robo-advisor to help uh, investors to invest by diversifying their portfolio into different kind of asset classes, those are also a good vehicle to be used to help Malaysians to grow their money to achieve financial freedom. Before we end this segment, maybe we can go through some strategies that you have for the investor mm. looking today, right? They are looking at, I'm looking to retire in the next 20, 30 years. I want to achieve mm -hmm. my financial freedom. When, when I talk about uh, financial freedom investing, uh, basically, this book is also a continuation about a uh, uh, popular book that I've written before, about I think about a decade ago, uh, called Roadmap to Financial Freedoms. Which uh, to say that uh, when I advise someone like you who is serious to achieve your financial freedom, 
20 years down the road is to start by having a holistic financial plan. Because when only and after you have a plan, uh, you'll be able to know uh, where do you stand now and how far are you from your desired target and do you need to adjust uh, or increase the return or whatever your financial resources here or increase your saving to achieve your financial freedom. And one thing, uh, that one important guide that roadmap uh, or policy financial plan can give to an investor is to tell you what is the ROI required for you to grow your wealth over the next 20 years for you to achieve financial freedom. So I mentioned before, the return for most of middle class uh, Malaysian who will continue to have their income to grow as their experience uh, increases is to have a high single digit, like maybe like eight or nine percent return. Uh, that is good enough. So for that matter, once you have that in place, that give you an indication as to what kind of return that you want to achieve, and that you immediately uh, filter out a lot of high promise, high uh, high return promise high risk kind of investment uh, from you. So then uh, you can start investing uh, into the investment that fulfill the criteria of SRB. Uh, you may not have a lot of thrill investing into this investment uh, because uh, it, it, uh, the fact that it is diversified, the fact that it is uh, regulated and aiming for moderate uh, return, uh, it is not so exciting. But you'll be surprised uh, from my personal experience when I have clients who, are be, who have been with me for more than 15 years, 20 years. Uh, I can share with you that they have accumulated millions investing in such a boring and not exciting uh, methodology. So that's why uh, many I think young investors underestimate the power of a compounded interest. Uh, power of component return to grow the money. So I hope this will be useful advice for you, Sim. So boring, pretty much boring is the best way to go about it for financial freedom is what I get it. <laughs> Safe, you know, um, good return, stable, right? That's all what we want. But anyways, thank you very much for doing this show. I've been speaking to Yap Ming Hui, licensed financial planner with Whitman and Independent Advisors. You can get his latest book, Financial Freedom Investing at all the major bookstores in Malaysia. Do look it out. It's been released for a couple of weeks now. And that's all the time we have for Ringgit and Cents. Thank you very much for listening. I'm Sim Weebun from The Morning Run. Join Join us again next week for more discussions on personal finance. We have the 10 a.m. news bulletin coming up next, followed by Enterprise BFM 89.9. Ringgit and Sense on BFM 89.9, the business station. You have been listening to a podcast from BFM 89.9, the business station. For more stories of the same kind, download the BFM app.